started and grown several multi-million dollar businesses. His mission is to help you do the same. Welcome to the Business Growth Pod, building the future one entrepreneur at a time. A consultant, a good one, could identify what I call black holes in their system and their processes. And so money on the table is like literally right in front of them and they don't even know it. Like another mistake that people make is that they focus on awareness and that's it. And what I mean by awareness, I mean like marketing to the cold audiences. A lot of money's left on the tables is look at your current audience, look at your current clients and see how much money you can squeeze out of them. Yeah. Right. First, because those that's the easiest sell. Right. And people just don't do that. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm Alan. I'm a family man, an attorney, and an entrepreneur. Each week, we provide resources and advice to help build your business. Are you ready? Then let's go. Everyone, welcome to the Business Growth Pod. I am your host, Alan Draper. Before I welcome our guest today, make sure that you're following this podcast on the platform that you listen to it on. And go ahead and leave me a review. What that does is it helps me get in front of the people that are looking for this podcast. So I appreciate that. Also, reach out to me. Go to my website, alandraper.com. Schedule a free consultation slash appointment slash phone call with me. As you guys know, my focus is startups. And so I'm helping about 50 to 60 people right now through that process of getting their businesses off the ground and getting them launched. So make sure to check me out there. My guest today is Clay Mosley. Clay's the CEO of Dripify, which is an online marketing training platform for service-based entrepreneurs after my own heart. I'm excited to speak with Clay. Welcome to the show, Clay. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited. So let's talk about Dripify a little bit. How did that get started and what do you guys do? I'll give you kind of a short pitch. So I used to own a marketing agency, just a typical marketing agency that's kind of a done-for-you service, you know, like every other marketing professional does. So after I sold that, I decided that I didn't want to do the agency model anymore because towards the end, I was getting tired of like seeing a lot of small businesses who need marketing help, but they didn't have the the agency budget because you know mm-hmm. agencies charge a ton of money every single mm-hmm. month. And so I decided I'm going to go the consulting and training route. That is basically what Dripify is. I started Dripify after I sold my agency. And I said, I'm going to provide all these, all the knowledge and all the tools to all these small business owners who are growing, but they're not quite there yet to be able to just hire an agency. In fact, I fundamentally don't believe a small business owner should hire an agency at all. And we can talk about that if you want. Yeah, let's talk about that since I uh, own a digital marketing agency. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's talk, talk about, about that. It. <laughs> but I agree, man. And I started mine to mostly service the businesses that I own and start. Mm-hmm. And I've gone back and forth over the years with my businesses. At first, we did everything in-house. And I'm talking about pay-per-click SEO, like any type of email campaigns, yep. any type of digital marketing. We were doing ourselves. Then we used an agency. Then I brought somebody in-house to run it for us full-time. Then I went back to an agency. And so I agree. I think there's a time and a place, but there also has to be the right fit. For sure. And so let's talk about what Dripify does. So you created this platform where small business owners can kind of do a lot of those things themselves, right? 
Yeah, they can do it themselves. I mean, I have courses, you know, everybody and their mom and their brother has a course. Yep. So I have courses on there. That's Mm -hmm. not my bread and butter. That's not where I make my money. I do two things. That's it. I still build websites, but I cap myself on how many I do. And then the other thing I do is I sell one big marketing package where I fly out to my client. I'm there for a week. I do a week's worth of work and I'm out. Imagine you have like a floor, a garage floor full of car parts, right? You got like tires over here. You got an engine block over here. You got a dashboard over here. And they're, they're all spread out. They're all good parts, but they're not together, right? You can't drive the car out of the garage. Sure. And so that's what I think most, and I bet you, you would agree with this. That's what most business owners do with their marketing is they, okay, let's try Facebook ads over here. Oh, that didn't work. Let's put it back down. Let's try Google over here. That didn't work. Let's try SEO over here. Oh, that didn't work. They just kind of randomly sporadically try different things. Yeah. And the issue is that it all needs to work together with the website. You need to have the right landing pages. You need to have the right campaigns that mm-hmm. go to the right landing pages. Yep. Yeah, you need to have the right email drip sequences to go with those landing pages. Yeah. So the way I explain it is you got to have all these things and they have to be built together, communicate together, kind of yeah. like a car. You build the car and then that way you can drive it out. And so that's what I do. I fly out there. I basically quote unquote build this car. And so that includes like website, e- all their email marketing, like setting up their ad campaigns. I don't run them, but I just set it up. Like I do all the things. So I'm kind of the mechanic. I build the car, mm-hmm. but they are the driver. I teach okay. them how to drive the car. And so by the time it's all said and done at the end of the week, I say, okay, here's your, here's your car. Here's the manual on how to drive this thing. Mm-hmm. And then I'm done. Like I clean my hands of it and that's what I do. Okay, gotcha. So is that separate from Dripify or is that kind of part of it? It's part of it. That's a package I kind of sell behind the scenes. I I don't have any kind of public page that Mm. you can navigate to on my website. I only take on 10 of those clients a year. And so it's just something that I sell just organically through conversation. Yeah. Gotcha. People that are just starting their businesses, what mistakes are they making early on with digital marketing specifically? There's so many different things. But if I had to narrow it down, I would say not actually having a plan. Okay. Yeah. They just like randomly try things because they hear that their buddy down the road who also owns a business tried Facebook ads and it it really worked for him. So that person's going to try it or they are just going to do SEO because they need to be ranked on number one, right? I personally don't think SEO is the answer for every single business. I think it is super important for many, but my point is is they don't have a plan. They just kind of randomly try things. And if something doesn't work, they put it down and then they try something new. Yeah. When you're starting a business, you have... I mean, marketing is one piece of a good chunk of 15 plus that an entrepreneur has to get organized and albeit a very important piece, right? Yeah. Where do they start, man? How do they know like what's going to work or what their plan should be? I mean, you don't know what's going to work. If somebody were to approach me and they're a small business owner and they're like, okay, I don't have the money to hire an agency or even if they do, okay, Mm -hmm. even if they do, then they ask me, where do I start? I would say hire a consultant to actually put a plan together. That's what I would do. This is especially true for business owners who have a current business 
they've been around for three, four, five years at least. A consultant, a good one, could identify what I call black holes in their system and their processes. And so money on the table is like literally right in front of them and they don't even know it. Like another mistake that people make is that they focus on awareness and that's it. And what I mean by awareness, I mean like marketing to the cold audiences. A lot of money's left on the tables is look at your current audience, look at your current clients yeah. and see how much money you can squeeze out of them. Yeah. Right. First, because those that's the easiest sell. Right. And people just don't do that. That's what's called retention marketing. That's the first place I actually look. For example, I just did this for a guy who started a dry cleaners 12 years ago. Okay. 12 years ago, he's got six locations, good cash flow. He has 30,000 plus emails on his email list. You want to know how many times he's emailed them in the last 12 years? I don't know. Don't say zero. Zero. <laughs> zero. And I'm like, what is going on? He's ran a couple of text messaging campaigns too. Okay. And I'm like, dude, this is a gold mine right here. Like, you know how many times you can increase the number of times that somebody has come in at least once before? Like, how much more money you can make? That's so much easier than trying to win a customer from a competitor down the street. Yeah. And there's different types of marketing within, you know, if you have an email list, right? There's, yeah. you know, current customers that you can upsell or cross sell, former customers that haven't used you in a while that, you know, you can remind them, like, hey, you can get super specific, right? We do oh, yeah. email campaigns where in our industry, well, with one set of my companies, pest control companies, they have year agreements. And so when someone cancels with us, about 11 months later, we will, depending on the time of year, if they cancel with us during the summer, 11 months from that cancellation, we'll send them an email and say, hey, we're still here. Like, yeah. Remind them of our reviews that we're the highest rated pest control company in their market or whatever, because our guess is they canceled for price and they realized, hey, the grass isn't always greener. Yeah. I mean, but for early entrepreneurs, even for this guy, 12 years in, geez, not doing the email marketing, which is that is absolutely crazy, especially with that size mm -hmm. of a list. But how often should they send an email? I think weekly. Weekly. Wow. Yeah. I think once a week. Wow. I'm not sure why you're saying, wow, is that too frequent? Is, is it a I lot? Think you think? A, I think that's a <laughs> lot. Yeah. The reason I say weekly is because. It's all relative on what kind of emails that you send out, right? Okay, so like, sure. I like to send out... There's two main types of email sequences, I guess you could say. One's a nurturing sequence. It's evergreen. It's evergreen. So it doesn't matter when someone receives these emails, it'll still be relevant. So, so this one's weekly, but the ratio, the kind of the allocation of like what kinds of emails they are is a three to one value driven to a sales email. So three okay. value driven to one sales email every month. So if you stick to that, like it's fine. So you're only asking for something once a month. Once a month, you're saying, hey, we have a sell, right? The other three are, we wrote a blog article or, hey, the weather's changing or, hey, this is something that you should watch out for. Yep. Now that makes sense. So like with your pest control, doing something like, hey, winter's coming. Here's something that you can do to make sure all the mice 
don't go from the outside cold to inside your house where the where it's warm. You know, exactly. I don't I have no idea if that's like a thing. No, we've legit done an email that says that exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just makes sense. It's just logical, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And then like just end it. Right. And so if somebody does an email like that and then they end it with, oh, you know, like uh, call us for an appointment and set up your. Okay. Now that's a sales email. That is not a value driven email. So that's where a lot of people make a mistake is they think that's a value driven email. But if you end it with like, okay, create, uh, make an appointment, that's now sales email. So I just want to be clear about that. And then the second type of like kind of drip, I guess, email, it's not really an email drip, is live broadcast. And so like some people do seasonal things or holiday things like time sensitive things, that stuff's just done in real time. You just write it in real time. And I don't know, it just depends on the business. Like that's sent out maybe six to 10 of those a year. Okay. Not that many. I think that makes sense. You know, and this conversation reminds me a little bit of an old Gary Vaynerchuk book. It might've been his first, I'm not sure, but that one that I think it's called Jab, 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 Right Hook or something. Yeah, I bought the book. I I think it still has my Barnes and Noble receipt inside of inside. Yeah, <laughs> I, I yeah. haven't read it. I haven't read it, but so yeah. They, they, I mean, the concept is exactly that. It's you know the jab is provide value, provide value, provide value, provide value. Right, jab, 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 and then the right hook is ask for something back. Yeah. And he's talking about it more in the social media context, but it works with any type of marketing. Right, we're kind of in that day and age. It didn't used to be like this, right? Before the internet yeah. got big and stuff, like Mad Men days, you know, exactly. Like, it, it was, was all, all promo. branding. It was all promo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so that's what my listeners, what entrepreneurs, they have to do now is mm-hmm. they have to add value in their marketing. And is that something that you see early entrepreneurs making a mistake with? Because I see it. I see that it's always like, Hey, why aren't they buying from me? I have like the lowest prices and I'm always asking, right? That's a mistake that all entrepreneurs make. I mean, young, old, new, established, like they all make that mistake. And I think it's just because of patience. They don't have patience. It's counterintuitive, right? It's like if you do promo, 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 you think you need to do that so you can get more sales. But the reality is, is that like you don't need to do that. If you don't do that, you will get more sales. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. It makes no sense. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the... I was checking out Dripify, your website. I noticed that there you guys have some website templates that people can use. And for somebody just starting out or even a smaller company, let's say less than a million in annual revenue that has been around for a while, what's the level at which the business owner can do the marketing themselves before they say, okay, you know, I'm at you know, this in gross sales or this in, you know, total ad spend or whatever. What's that level where it's like, okay, now we have to pass it on. I fundamentally think that there's only one situation where a business owner, the actual owner should do their own marketing. And that is at the startup, the startup phase. Like when they just started a business and there's like very limited revenue. And then as soon as there's enough cash flow and revenue to hire an employee, it all depends on who this employee is and what kind of business it is. I think that maybe the first employee should take on some of those tasks. But I'm making the assumption here that that employee is like like an admin or can be like a, you know is somewhat creative. Then you can that person can take off some of the transactional sure, tasks. Sure. 
the other situation is though, this is where I could justify an agency. If an agency has a specialty, I know a guy here in Austin who, whose specialty is YouTube, like YouTube ads. And that's all he does. To me, there's justification to hiring a specialist or like someone who specializes in branding, something like that. Kind of going from a level up is when does it make sense to hire an agency versus just mm. bringing in like an internal team? So there's that next level up. I think maybe like if I had to put numbers to it, it's usually half a million and up in revenue a year. I think that you could justify bringing in an internal marketing person or an individual person or two, depending on how much revenue and what your profit margins are. I think an agency comes into play whenever you are a big brand, a big company. There's agencies that have that level, like the media connections. I think that's where it makes sense to hire an agency if you're like a big national or international brand. Everything I've said up and up until now, I'm talking about small businesses. So, gotcha. Let's take a step back. You talked about this agency that specializes in YouTube ads there in Austin. Mm-hmm. So, are you saying for our listeners that are looking for, they've kind of decided to use an agency or they're considering whether they should, that the specialization in platform is more important? than the specialization in industry. For example, somebody that, hey, all I do is digital marketing for doctors, for you know family physicians. That's all I do, but I do it across all platforms. I'll do pay-per-click on social. I'll do pay-per-click on Google. I'll do SEO. Are you saying that the platform specialization is more important? My opinion, yes. This is a highly debatable topic. I personally do not... Uh, and if this is you, I, please don't take offense. Uh, I personally do mm-hmm. not like agencies who specialize in an industry. Okay. There are exceptions. The ones that say they specialize in certain industries, they tend to like to cookie cutter things. Yeah. They have a template that's worked before with a different client or customer in a different geo. So they yeah. just, you're like, hey, this has already been made. I'm going to rubber stamp this next project type thing. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. This is more the case in regards to marketing. To marketing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see it a lot. It's like super cookie cutter. I see it a lot with SEO too. They use the same exact articles and things like that. And I'm like, oh no. To answer your question, yeah, I think it's more about the platform because they can come up with a highly, highly customized solution for that client. But when they specialize in a certain platform, they know the ins and outs of how to maximize the benefit of using that platform. Yeah. Love it. So good to great. Jim Collins, one of my favorite books, but he talks about this strategy, this general strategy across different types of areas within a business where you fire bullets, then cannonballs, right? Where you kind of test the waters, whether it's you know, hey, maybe we should do this service line and they'll put some money toward it, or maybe th- we do this type of marketing. I found that to be especially applicable to early on- entrepreneurs, especially those trying to do their own marketing so that they don't bet the farm on Facebook ads and it doesn't work. Would you agree with something like that where they they spend a few bucks and not in all areas, but maybe, you know, they choose four or five different marketing strategies. They see what works. And I guess we're trying to balance this with, you've got to put time into it and figure some things out too, right? Yeah. Going back to the car analogy, right? You're driving a car, you still got to do maintenance on it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you still got to do those oil changes. You still got to switch out the tires, like rotate the tires. So in this analogy, the maintenance is testing. It's monitoring. I think it's like a 80-20 kind of okay, deal. Okay. I think like 80% of your resources and money should go towards the things that you know are working. And then 20%, 10 to 20% should go to testing brand new things. And the, and the reason that is because there, there are brand new things that are popping up everywhere. Like new things happen every day, like new marketing shares happen every day, even just within specific platforms. And so if you're doing the same things over and over and over again, and you do it for a long period of time, you're going to plateau, your competitors are going to outmaneuver you. It's like a chess game, 10 to 20% of your resources and, and money to testing new things for sure. Love it. We're wrapping up here, Clay. Where can people find you and just kind of learn more about everything that you're accomplishing? So I have a Facebook group. I just give out little nuggets of things that I find that that are the most recent things. I like to do a lot of testing and say, hey, here's what's working, here's what's not, here's what sucks, here's what, here's what's yes. working really well. If you want to go to getdripify.com slash group, they can find their way through there. Cool. Yeah, we'll make sure to put that in the show notes. Before I let you go, where's marketing heading? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. I think. If people are not doing text messaging Hmm. now, now is the time to do it because open rates are amazing. They're like Hmm. 97 plus percent. And let me just tell you too, it's the hardest thing to get. And in my opinion, if access is difficult, then the quality is much higher. Exactly. It eliminates some of that spam. So you're saying, Clay... If you could have one piece of information from somebody, what would that be? What's one, two, three in order? Oh, their phone number for sure. That's over email address. Yeah. Phone number, then email. I would actually put their physical address there. Dang. Okay. So you would take their phone number over their name. I mean, name's just an assumption there, but yeah, I, okay. I would first name, first name. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. All right. You know, we appreciate your time. Pleasure having you on here. Go check Clay out. Join that group. That sounds interesting. I think I'm going to join that group, actually. I think that sounds awesome. We'll catch up with you later. Best of luck in everything that you're doing. Yeah, much appreciated. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please leave us a rating. And for daily inspiration and business tips, follow Alan on Instagram. Until next time, remember, we build the future one entrepreneur at a time. 